0: Have you ever worked at an organization where you spend more time dealing with politics than doing your job, than serving your customers, than bringing value to your community? Today, we're gonna talk about the only and the best way to absolutely destroy politics as a leader. Hi, this is Kirk Kinnear. I'm here to support leaders that know what it feels like to carry that heavy burden, who care about their staff and wanna make an impact in the organizations they're leading. My commitment to you as a current leader is to give you company and to bring you to a place of leading lightly. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you've been having a great summer. I'm just on the tail end of my holidays back at home. We went to the Nordic Center, went mountain biking. My daughter did her first blue run at seven years old. It's absolutely awesome. She needed a little help and my son did an epic wipeout where, but he got up and he kept going, which was absolutely awesome as a dad. I just feel proud that my kids will get up and try again, especially when they fail. So it was a great day and tomorrow we're going to be going, uh, we're going to bike from Banff to Canmore or Canmore to Banff with our family. So everyone will be a little sore, but I think everyone will be quite happy. And I hope that you've taken some time this summer and enjoyed it with your community, whatever that may be, and uh, taken a breather so that you can get a clear head so that you're ready to go hard as you come into this fall and make some stuff happen, make some impacts in your community. After all, that's what it's all about. But you can't do it if you don't take breaks. And that's kind of what those last couple of weeks has been about. Sorry for my bad audio in the last several episodes. I really didn't have the best speakers, but I wanted to keep serving you and try and give you some ideas and maybe some fun stories. So <clears throat> today is all about killing politics. I know how to play politics. I worked 13 years at a university with, you know, 5,000 full-time employees and I ran Oh, over 100 full time employees and over 1000 part time employees. So I get politics. Many of you also work in organizations with politics. When you get into a leadership role of whatever the level of your organization, I think one of the most important things you need to do, I think there's a couple really important things. One is get control of your finances. People in not-for-profits don't seem to care about finances or they say that they shouldn't matter, you're not-for-profit. I'm like, you're not-for-profit, but you're also there to make sure that every dollar is spent, right? So you have to set up systems to track your money. The money is so important. But then the other one is how do you kill politics? It seems like in a lot of large not-for-profit organizations, politics are rampant. They're absolutely rampant. I've seen speeches of leaders talk about all the amazing things they're doing without ever mentioning the people that they're actually there to serve. I've seen organizations get absolutely destroyed by politics. I've seen organizations that are like, forgiveness is our first policy for discipline. And I'm like, yeah, I'll forgive somebody and I'll fire them if they're not, if they really went over the line and didn't do their job. Both of those You know, all of those things just take away from your ability to serve your clients and to stay focused. Many of you, like I have as well, worked in organizations with a lot of politics. But politics leaves rabbit trails. And if you follow those trails, you will always lead to the same conclusion. I know this has been researched and some and uh, like I think there's a book. I just got to look through my library. I just read it again. It's called The Outsiders by William N. Thorndike. Thorndike, yep. And uh, that he talks about the people who outperform the Jack Dempseys, all the all the popular guys. But these guys are in the background and they're outperforming everyone. And he also talks about uh, politics, but he talks about it in a different way. But his approach validates what I'm saying. And all all I'm saying is you as a leader have to kill politics because politics inevitably will overrule focus on your clients. Every organization, as they get bigger, they get more political. But there is one thing. And only one thing you need to do as a leader, it's really hard to do. But if you do it, I guarantee you'll kill politics. Are you ready for it? It's—it's For all this buildup, it, it might not be as exciting as you thought it was. But what you have to do to kill politics is you have to identify those who are playing politics. We've talked about this in a previous podcast. It's incredibly important for people to not be sacrificing everyone else to build favor amongst their community or amongst their peers. So I, I, I've talked about this before, I know this, but you will find individuals who will build favor with other individuals, and that they are not focused on your clients. In most cases, they're focused on building rapport, building their own morale, their own group around them, and they're not focused on your clients. They may say they're focused on their clients, but they are not focused on your clients if you start to look at where they're spending their time. Those individuals are everywhere. You can't actually take them out. You, you can't deal with them at all times. But what you can do is identify the ones who do it the most. Not everyone does this, but some people will do it more than ever. ever. For example, when I worked at a large institution, the, the groups that were the most difficult to work with and they were making operational decisions, which they should not have made, was HR and finance. I had a finance person walk up to me and say, "Well, just charge more." Like, duh, you can balance your books in this area by charging more, duh. I was like, if 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 economics was that simple, then everyone should just charge people more, right? That's an easy solution. Has nothing to do with the operational understanding that a leader would have in that area. I knew that our price point was bang on. I added the costs around using our services, and our price was accurate. It was very good. It wasn't cheap. It wasn't expensive. It was bang on, because I had to calculate other costs that were involved in it. So to have a finance person start telling me how to make operational decisions, it's not effective. Now the other one that happens, especially if you're working a large organization, a large institution, especially if there's unions, is HR. HR People are good. They they can help your employees. But in general, at a very high level, many of them start to get into operational decisions because they don't want the risk of dealing with difficult situations. Now, as a leader, what is your job? If you're unwilling to deal with difficult situations, guess what? You're going to have to work an awful lot harder than everyone else around you. If you're unwilling to do the things that everyone knows that needs to be done, but no one will do it, or deal with the matters that everyone knows need to be dealt with, but no one will do it, if you're unwilling to do that, you will not get to a place where you're leading lightly. You have to be willing to deal with the issues that no one else is. So HR, finance, all those those other departments... They're telling you that you shouldn't deal with this issue because they know the work it will create for them. It doesn't matter the work it creates for them if the friction that that position causes for the rest of the organization draws people away from providing service to the community that you're supposed to serve, bringing value. All of those layers, all of those things, you have to understand that people are just trying in many cases to make their job easier, but your job is to make the hardest decisions in the organization. All the ones that everyone would complain about over a beer, but would never say anything in the organization. You have to identify those and you have to deal with them. These are the things that you have to you can't give up on if you want to learn to play, do a place, get to a place where you're leading lightly. Now, let's let's go back to the number one way to kill politics. It is very simple. Reduce middle management. Now, you have to identify middle management properly, but you have to reduce it as a leader. In an organization, if you have middle management, a lot of middle management, it creates politics. People will start trying to rub shoulders with you as a leader, trying to get you to give them a promotion, start stealing other people's ideas, and then everybody else starts to lack focus on the immediate, which is your clients, whoever you're trying to bring value to. So what's your job to do is to hunt down the the positions. And it's not always individuals, but the positions that create politics in your organization and grit your teeth, do your diligence and remove them. Trust me. I've been through this a lot of times It always helps, especially if you do it with the right positions that are potentially the most political positions. You need to remove the positions. It's not about individuals. It's about positions. And if I'm going back to this book, The Outsiders, if you want to ever read it, again, it's by William N. Thorndike. If you want to read it, they talk about removing middle management, reducing HR, reducing all these elements that can take away from your organization. And if you do that, your politics will disappear as well. Thanks for listening. If you liked it, remember to subscribe. If you know other leaders who could benefit from Leading Lightly, feel free to share. For more resources, visit our website at leadinglightly.com.